There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode of Newt's World... Set an example. You must wear your mask, you must wear your mask, you must wear your mask. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say on that. I think that they owe, uh, that this salon owes me an apology for setting up... I'm out in the public eye, and I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut, and so I got a haircut. I suspected that we were all going to be about to close them down, and this would be the last chance to get some exercise. I got no exercise whatsoever over the weekend. I was in this building. I need exercise to be able to stay healthy and make decisions. I'm going to figure out some new way to do it going forward. I did not for a moment think there was anything problematic because I knew the dynamics. And again... I have to stay healthy so I can make the decisions for the people of the city. I'm authorizing the city to shut off Los Angeles Department of Water and Power Service in the egregious cases in which houses, businesses, and other venues are hosting unpermitted large gatherings. Set an example. Wear a mask. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home. So you may notice a difference in audio quality. I want to really explore the hypocrisy of the new emerging political aristocracy. These are the people who believe that having been loaned power by the people, that they can get away with anything they want to because there are two sets of rules. One for us normal little people and the other for the aristocrats of elected power.
This was really driven home to me by Speaker Nancy Pelosi's arrogance, both in going to a San Francisco hair salon, even though the local ordinance keeps the salon closed, wasn't closed for her because she, after all, was Nancy Pelosi. Furthermore, she was not wearing a mask while she was walking around the salon. This infuriated the owner. It turned out that the owner rented a chair to the particular stylist. The owner is facing bankruptcy. Salons in San Francisco have been closed since March. They're going to finally allow them to do outdoor appointments starting September 1st. And Pelosi just broke all the rules. She apparently felt that, after all, she is the Speaker of the House. And who is she to be held to the same rules as normal people? And because the owner was so angry at the hypocrisy of those who have political power causing her pain while they take care of themselves, she did, in fact, release the pictures of Pelosi in the salon. I thought what was important about it wasn't Pelosi's personal hypocrisy. We've seen plenty of that, including her standing next to her multi-thousand dollar refrigerator eating her gourmet ice cream while blocking the bill that would help small business but that it was so typical of what has emerged as a brand new aristocracy, something the United States has never had, people who believe the rules don't apply to them. They have a hypocrisy of saying you and I have to behave a certain way, but then they don't. Now, I'm gonna walk you through some examples of how this political aristocracy breaks the rules. And I wanna start with Governor Pritzker, the Democratic governor of Illinois. His family traveled to their horse farm in Wisconsin, despite having issued an order to stay at home. So here you are, the governor of Illinois. You are telling everybody in Illinois, stay at home, except, of course, for your family. So they sent more than 20 workers, mostly from Illinois to Wisconsin, to work on the farm for a construction project. Pritzker argued that the construction work was necessary and essential. And Pritzker then, when the press asked him, refused to answer whether his wife traveled to their estate in Florida during the stay-at-home order. So in essence, Pritzker was a perfect example of the new political aristocracy saying, you do what I tell you to do, I'll do what I want to do. Similarly, deliberate poking their thumb in your eye when Mayor de Blasio was working out at the YMCA just before New York closed all non-essential businesses, including gyms. And the mayor then gave a speech without a mask where people crowded around him hours after telling the public to wear face masks in public. De Blasio is, I think, probably the worst mayor in the United States. And he has this knack of breaking the rules over and over again. Similarly, Democratic Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti authorized shutting off power and water to residents who were in violation of the city's COVID-19 social distancing rules. He said on Twitter, quote, today I authorized the city to disconnect utility service at a house in the Hollywood Hills to stop the large parties held there in flagrant violation of our public health orders. Parties like these can quickly and easily spread the virus and put our communities at risk, close quote. However, the mayor then attended a Black Lives Matter protest in downtown Los Angeles. There are photos where the mayor is not wearing a mask during this protest. He did admit that there was a connection between protests and COVID-19 cases two days after downplaying the connection. He was first elected in 2013. He won re-election in 2017. His second term is going to be five years and six months long because they readjusted 
the mayoral election so that they would fit with statewide elections. He also, by the way, wants to dramatically cut support to the police and cut the police budget. Across the country, Democratic Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney was seen eating out indoors in Maryland while restaurants in Philadelphia are closed. I was doing a radio talk show in Philadelphia, and the host pointed out to me that one of the most famous restaurant owners in Philadelphia, this one, Berserk, because the mayor had issued orders that you could not serve food inside restaurants, and then went to Maryland and went into a restaurant, had dinner indoors. Now, his team released a statement which said, quote, in this case, he felt indoor dining was low risk because there's 782 total COVID cases in the county he briefly visited, compared to over 33,000 cases in Philadelphia. Drastically different circumstances. He also tweeted that he understands the frustration, but felt that the risk of contacting COVID-19 in Maryland was low. Mayor Kenney's view is he decides when he can apply common sense. You don't get to apply common sense. You get to follow his orders. The perfect example of the hypocrisy of the elected. There are photos of Democratic Virginia Governor Ralph Northam posing for a selfie and mingling on a crowded beach without wearing a mask. Some of the people around him are also not wearing masks. This is after he mandated that everyone in Virginia wear a mask for their own safety. Later, he stated that he should have brought a mask with him in case he encountered a crowd. You really think a governor going to a public beach doesn't think he'll encounter a crowd? The truth is, Northam is a perfect example of the kind of hypocrisy in which if you're elected, you get to do whatever you want while you tell everyone else to do what you want them to do. Similarly, Democratic Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot visited a salon despite telling Chicago residents that, quote, getting your roots done is not essential. Salons were also closed during the time she attended the salon. Lightfoot's excuse was, quote, I am the public face of the city, I'm on national media, and I'm out in the public eye, close quote. In other words, for the mayor of Chicago, there's one set of rules, because after all, she has to look good. For the rest of us, the rules are, don't worry how you look, you're not going to go and get your roots done. And again, just typical examples of the political aristocracy. The Democratic New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy announced that the state would require citizens to wear a mask outdoors in circumstances where social distancing is impossible. On May 6th, he signed an executive order barring outdoor gathering of more than 25 people. However, after seeing a protest involving hundreds of people, he changed his executive order to include a line, the political protests were protected and fine to do it. This is a pattern with liberal Democrats across the country. If you are protesting in a politically correct cause, then there is no danger of COVID and nobody should stop you. On the other hand, if you wanted to go to church, that would be horrifying. Or if you wanted to have a family gathering, that would be horrifying. So you begin to get this sense of how totally political this is and how totally hypocritical it is. Former President Obama was seen on a Virginia golf course about 40 miles from their home, days before Michelle Obama told people to stay home. Michelle Obama two days later stated, quote, we urge you to stay home except if you need essential health care, essential supplies, or go to your essential job. But of course, golfing in Virginia is essential because they want to. I bet you're smart. 
Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Parallel to all of that is the amazing hypocrisy about defunding the police by politicians who have private security. For example, in Minneapolis, while they were debating not just defunding the police, but eliminating the police department. This is after the riots. Minneapolis City Council members, Andrea Jenkins, Philippe Cunningham, and Alondra Cano, all Democrats, had a private security detail after receiving death threats for supporting proposals to defund the city's police department. They were charging the taxpayers $4,500 a day, about $63,000 over three weeks. So what they're saying is, you don't need to be protected, and we can defund the police because we're not worried about protecting you. But I have to have my own personal protection. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot banned protesters from being on her streets, citing safety reasons, but she allows protests throughout the rest of the city. So literally, when she found out that she didn't have enough police or enough will to control the entire city and provide safety for the millions of people in Chicago, she decided she could take some of those police and divert them to her personal street. This is a different time like no other. And I'm not gonna make any uh, excuses for the fact that given the threats that I personally receive, given the threats to my home and my family, I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure uh, that they um, are protected. And I, I make no apologies whatsoever for that. So her street is really, really safe. It's just the rest of us who aren't. And again, it's a perfect example of this attitude of the political elites that says, I'm going to take care of me. There are no rules for me. And then I'm going to tell you what the rules are for you. 
the area where I first got into this was school choice because it used to just drive me nuts. You'd have all these liberals who would send their kids to private schools and then explain that they were against school choice for everybody else. So, for example, Democratic Senator Warren released an education plan that is totally anti-choice. And the reason is simple. It's the teachers' unions. If you're a Democrat, the teachers' unions own you. You can't afford to take them on. Her plan would ban for-profit charter schools, would end federal funding for new charter schools, would add more regulatory barriers to opening. Then it turned out her son went to a private school costing $17,000 a year. So it just gives you this flavor of one set of rules for you and me, different set of rules for the politicians. Similarly, Democratic Mayor Pete Buttigieg denounced for-profit charter schools and is against vouchers because, quote, they take away funding from public schools. However, Buttigieg exclusively attended private schools while growing up. His husband taught at the private Montessori Academy in Indiana, a school which accepts students who use the state's tax credit scholarship program. So Buttigieg is saying, well, he happened to go to a private school, and while his husband teaches at a private school, for normal people, you shouldn't expect to have that kind of opportunity. Similarly, Democratic Senator and Vice Presidential Candidate Kamala Harris said that she is, quote, particularly concerned with expressions of for-profit charter schools. However, her stepchildren attend Wildwood School, an elite private school in Los Angeles that cost about $44,000 a year. Her stepdaughter didn't graduate until 2017. She had married Emhoff in 2014. So once again, it's okay for her child to go to a $44,000 a year private school, but she's against poor people having the choice to go to a school that's successful. Democratic Senator Sheldon Whitehouse from Rhode Island announced that, quote, I have received thousands of letters, calls, and emails in opposition to Betsy DeVos's nomination, many of them citing the school voucher and privatization agenda that Mrs. DeVos and her allies imposed in Michigan. As WPRI reported, the senator also questioned whether DeVos had ever entered a public school, drawing laughs from the supportive roundtable. However, White House himself personally attended St. Paul's School, a private boarding school, and has sent his children to St. George's, a private school with a $60,000 a year tuition. Speaking on why he sent his children to private school, White House stated, quote, I want the best education I can for them, and I felt that in their circumstances, the place that I chose to send them were the best schools for them. Additionally, in White House's financial disclosure report filed in 2001, he lists Edison Schools, a for-profit charter school company that he invested in. So again, let's take White House as an example. His children go to a $60,000 a year school. But for the people of Rhode Island, the everyday working person, they shouldn't have the option of school choice. And he had a perfectly good explanation, which every parent could identify. I want the best education that I can for them. Well, why not allow all the other parents to get the best education they can for their children. But again, the hypocrisy of the political class is just amazing. Democratic Senator Robert Casey Jr. of Pennsylvania also opposed DeVos for Secretary of Education because, quote, I don't think she's committed to public school education. Now, Casey attended Scranton Preparatory School. His daughters also attended Scranton Preparatory School. However, when asked in 2004 by the Archdiocese of Philadelphia's survey of treasurer candidates, what is your position on school choice legislation? 
in the form of direct grants to students to attend the school of their choice? The answer, oppose. So it's okay for him to go to a preparatory school. It's okay for his daughters to go to a preparatory school. But if the poor people of Philadelphia trapped in a terrible school system with a bad teachers union that has failed to educate, if they'd like the same option as Casey, now that'd be wrong because they're not aristocrats. They're just commoners. But Casey is an aristocrat of the elected class. He's allowed to do what he wants. Democratic Senator Al Franken, during the confirmation hearing vote for DeVos, attacked school choice in the voucher system saying, quote, in reality, most school vouchers don't cover the full cost of private school tuition, nor do they cover additional expenses like transportation, school uniforms, and other supplies, which means the vouchers don't create more choices for low-income families. They simply subsidize existing choices for families who could already afford to pay for private school. He also criticized DeVos for never stepping foot in a public school and for sending her children to private school. However, Franken's own children attended the Dalton School, where the tuition is $44,640 a year. Franken's daughter is the director of extended learning at DC Prep, which provides assistance to charter schools. Franken received $10,000 in campaign funds from the National Education Association. So another classic example, the political aristocrat sends his children to a private school, but you, the average everyday person, shouldn't be allowed to. The point of all this, triggered in a way by Nancy Pelosi's visit to the salon, but really triggered in part by Nancy Pelosi's entire attitude. She's a classic San Francisco radical. She lives in a very secure community. She lands at the airport, gets picked up by a car, is escorted by the police, goes directly to her home. She does not step in any human feces. She doesn't have to worry about any homeless people. She doesn't notice the needles on the ground. She lives in a fantasy world that if you're really, really rich, you can sustain. And then she wants the rest of us to obey the rules. It's one of the reasons why when we developed the contract with America in 1994, the number one thing we pledged was to make Congress obey the same rules as everybody else. And the reason we did that was we found from talking with people, the level of anger at the idea that Congress kept passing regulations and laws that affected small business, affected local communities, affected churches. And then we have a little clause that said, none of this shall apply to the Congress. So they kept exempting themselves from feeling the pain of the things they were doing to the rest of the country. The number one goal we had, the number one promise we made was to apply all the rules. I think when you look at, for example, Governor Whitmer, whose husband went and got the family boat out at exactly the time that she had issued an order that people in Michigan could not get their boats. You just see, once again, this whole arrogance that says, I can get away with anything because I'm politically powerful and you can't do anything about it. And I think that it's one of the deepest sicknesses in our system today. There's a real danger of a political aristocracy that believes that you and I don't count because we're just little people, but they are allowed to exempt themselves from any rules. So they impose the rules on us. They cripple our lives. They bankrupt our businesses. They make it very difficult for us to worship. And then they do what they want to. And I think this issue of uprooting a political aristocracy is one of the reasons they dislike Trump so much. Because Trump has a natural, instinctive, disruptive style that says, if you're going to do these kind of things, we're going to stop you. And ultimately, we're not going to allow it to happen. And that infuriates the aristocratic politicians 
who are convinced that having one office gives them the power to do whatever they want to. So I wanted to share this with you because I really do think that far more than the hypocrisy of her having to go to the salon when no one else could, is the degree to which it just triggered, in my mind at least, let's review the whole case in which, frankly, the public safety component, the degree to which if you're the mayor of Chicago or you're a city council in Minneapolis or you're the mayor of Seattle, you make sure you're taken care of, even if everybody else is at risk because of your anti-police, pro-criminal attitudes. And I think the other great case, of course, which I've been on since the late 1980s, is this whole issue of school choice and the degree to which the political class, particularly liberal Democrats who are basically owned by the teachers unions, have total hypocrisy. If we could get every person who votes against school choice to agree that their children will go to the nearest public school, then I'd feel much better about the fairness and equality and honesty. And by the way, they would then change the rules almost overnight and they would all be voting for school choice because they don't want their child to go to the nearest public school and they prove it because they spend forty and $50,000 sending them to some elite institution. So this is in part not just a fight over ideology. It's a fight over whether we're going to return to an America in which elected officials are simply citizens who happen to temporarily have power, or elected officials are now a new aristocratic class who are different than us, have power over us, and can exempt themselves from their own really bad decisions. We will continue to look at these kind of examples of how the system has gone wrong. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.